0: everybody and welcome to your spiritual best friend on spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast i am the host josh sanchez and the purpose of your spiritual best friend is to connect spirituality mental health and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Body and welcome to your spiritual best friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and on today's episode, we are going to have some fun I know last week you guys recommended me to continue the defense mechanisms, So I figured we can go through all 12, the 12 main ones. And as I go through these 12, I just want you guys to think about, okay, have I done this before? Have I gone through this? So that's something we're going to talk about. That's going to be our big topic. And we're also going to get into some of our weekly tarot and getting into a little bit of astrology um, conversation. But like always, guys, before we get started with this podcast, if you love the show overall, please give it a like rate and subscribe, whether that's on YouTube, Apple podcast and Spotify, your viewerships would really help boost the podcast overall. And I just want to give all my YouTube listeners just an apology for to for tonight's episode. This one's strictly going to be an audio But not to worry, I will be back live this weekend. I just had some technological issues over the weekend, but I got it squared away. So without further ado, let's get started with our first topic, defense mechanisms. All right, so our first topic, we're going to talk about defense mechanisms. So these are, what is a defense mechanism? so in a short short summary defense mechanisms are things that our body or mind does to protect us from trauma from anything like that to some extent defense mechanisms can be very helpful for the short term right because it protects us from whatever emotional pain we are going through however if we continue to rely on these defense mechanisms too much it can really lead to a lot of negative consequences. And this is where you guys start to see a lot of mental health challenges. So, and again, I will make sure I will give you guys this reference in the show description so that way you guys have it and all of that fun stuff. So without further ado, we're going to get started with the first 12. So the first one is compensation. So if you guys know what compensation is, This is pretty much strengthening one aspect of yourself to hide other aspects of yourself. So let's say you might not be physically gifted, but you're mentally smart, right? So instead of trying to work on yourself physically, you are going to compensate by going above and beyond mentally, right? So to some extent, compensation can be good, right? But we can see over time, if we continue to mask the negative parts of ourselves or the parts that are more challenging, it can prevent us from growing and evolving, right? So that's compensation. Another way to look at it is if you are in a relationship with somebody and you make a mistake, this person might want to compensate by going above and beyond for um, the partner to make up for their mistake. So that's compensation. The second one we talked a lot on our previous podcast, which is denial denial is referring to again you are completely ignoring or blocking whatever negative thing is going your way right so you're not even acknowledging that it's in existence so this is very this is this can be shown a lot in a loss whether that's a loss of a romantic partner loss of a peer loss of an individual right we can be in denial and completely neglect or even think about this person from the loss even happening Right. In the beginning, can be very good to protect us. Right. But you see, over time with denial, the more we deny and we don't acknowledge what's going on, the more we create our own sense of reality. And over time, that can cause us to spiral. The next one we got is displacement. So, displacement, this is taking on strong feelings out on someone else. So, this can also be talked about with projection. So some people say projection, it's the same thing. Displacement, projection, same, similar, similar concept here. Displacement is your typical bully, right? So they're hurting on the inside. So what they do is they take out their own pain onto other people. So for instance, let's say you had a rough day at work. You take your anger out on your family when you come home. So that's an example of displacement. The next one we got is identification. So these are your, (laughs) let's see, let's see how we put it. These are your people that might over explain their job credentials, right? So like, I'm an expert. I got my PhD in this. I got this, this, and this. You guys must listen to me, right? Because this is what I identify, right? So this is where, again, you are just picking up on just previous behaviors as well of another person. This is, again, this is people that question authority in a way where, you know, it's like, yeah, you're unconsciously doing this. Like, you're trying to prove yourself even though you do not have to prove yourself, right? So that's identification. The next one is introjection. So this is conforming feelings to seek approval. So when it comes to introjection, right, think of intro introspection, right, in a way, right, where it's like you are conforming Your ideas for other people. So think of a highway, right? The introspection, right? Of the, of the, I would say the city, right? You have all these streets and routes and making sure the roads are okay, right? So introjection is that is similar as well, where these are your people that follow whatever lead, whatever people that are leading them to a certain path, right? So you might feel some type of way, but if your group or your friends are believing in something else, you might conform your feelings to them so that's introjection the next one we got is projection so projection is similar to displacement however with displacement it's strong feelings when it comes to projection it is you are you are ascribing your own negative qualifiers and faults onto others So projection and displacement, these two can be, they're typically similar. The main difference though, again, is displacement, you are taking strong feelings. So these are your manipulators, these are your people that are really meant to like bring others down with them. Projection, you're just projecting your own negative qualities of yourself onto other people. The next one we have is rationalization, okay? So rationalization, These are your people, we make excuses for our behavior, right? So these are your over-explainers, like this is, I did this because of that and that and that, and you're justifying your actions. Sometimes we've made a very big mistake and there's no justifying it. We just messed up, right? But with rationalization, we are trying to justify our actions. I was thinking this, I was thinking that. I know for myself, as I've gotten older and gotten into the mental health field, I have to check myself when I am rationalizing a lot. Because as a therapist, you look at it, okay, this is a person's behavior. This is their intentions. This is what they're doing. However, we got to check ourselves. Sometimes we messed up and it's okay to admit that. The next one we have is reaction formation. So this is behaving in a way that is opposite to your true feelings. So reaction formation is very interesting, right? So you might feel some type of way. So you act the opposite of how you feel. So for instance, let's say you might have a insecurity of being social for people, right? Being in social crowds. A reaction formation would be, you're going to go out and be the center of attention, which is the exact opposite of how you truly feel. To some extent, that's good, right? Because we need to embrace some of the parts we hide from, from ourselves. However, it can cause even more stress. The next one we have is regression. So this is where we might go back to a younger age. So this is typical for a lot of people that are addicted to drugs. What they do is they go back to the age in which they started using, right? So for a lot of people that are in drug and alcohol care and for a lot of counselors that are in substance abuse, you guys know this, right? You're working with a lot of counselors or a lot of people, so not counselors, you're working with a lot of people that started using when they were in their early teens or maybe even the, even in their teenage years. And even though they are grown people, they are acting like they are adolescents, So that's an example of regression. You are going back to when you first started the behaviors, right? And to some extent, right, it can protect us, right? We're going back. We're going back to our innocent side. However, if we do this more often, right, people are going to look at us like, man, like, we are too grown to be acting like this, right? So that is regression. The next one we have, and this one is Freud's and any psychologist that loves the unconscious mind. This is where dreams come into play as well is repression. So repression is when we suppress any negative feelings, we don't embrace it, we keep it inside and we just bury it back into our minds, right? And what's crazy is with repressions, this is with repression, this is where you start to see nightmares, this is where you start to see like dreams where it brings up stuff that we don't want to acknowledge. So that's repression. Freud and anyone that's into the unconscious mind loves repression. This is the big one. And the last two we have is we have ritual and undoing. This is covering up negative behaviors with something positive. So this is this is something where it's like you make a big mistake and now I'm going to do something positive to make up from it. So it's very similar to compensation in a way. The difference though is compensation is you are you are going above and beyond for your own flaws versus ritual and undoing, you made a mistake, you're gonna do something positive, right? But they're very similar. And the last one we're going to talk about is sublimation. So this is where you are diverting a negative behavior into something more positively acceptable. So these are your healthy coping skills, right? However, if we have too many healthy coping skills, that can also overwhelm us, right? So an example for this, right, is, okay, if you have anger problems, we're going to go to boxing, right? We're going to take our anger and we're going to use it for something good, right? We're going to take our anger out and work out. We're going to work our physical bodies. We're going to, you know, take out our violence onto a bag, right? However, if we are not processing that, right, it might feel healthy, but over time, right, are we still embracing some of those or acknowledging some of those negative feelings that we are currently feeling about ourselves, right? So those are the defense mechanisms again. So it's just a little reference. if you guys ever want to know more, again, I do have it on, I'll post the link as well in the show descriptions so that way you guys can check it out and stuff. But which ones do you guys feel like you guys do the most? I know for me the ones that stood out, rationalization, and yeah and and for me there's one that's not on here it's intellectualization right so this is where you think logically about specific situations right so it's like oh like logically this is this is what happened this is the person's motive this is what's going on so logically it makes sense however you're suppressing your own current feelings right so intellectualize um so that is also a defense mechanism But let me know what you guys think. Feel free to shoot me an email. If you guys enjoyed this first topic, please don't be a stranger. Let me know. I love defense mechanisms. I do plenty of groups on them. Let me know if you want me to highlight any of them more in great detail. I would love to do that. And let me know if you guys, you know, experience that, you know, because it happens. Because these defense mechanisms, right, they can lead to thought distortions, right? And this is where we start to have negative thinking patterns, right? Where it's like, I'm constantly repressing stuff. Now I'm feeling this. Now I'm taking things more personal. I'm not as patient with people. So it's a spiral effect, right? So like I say, for anything, the first step into challenging some of these defense mechanisms is to acknowledge our own traumas, our own experiences, and be a, being aware of how our own thoughts feelings and behaviors are intertwined and how they affect us so that is the first step there but we're going to take a quick little break here and we're going to transition to our second topic but i hope you guys are enjoying the podcast we're going to get into some astrology and some weekly tarot but again i am looking forward to hearing you guys soon and also reaching out about defense mechanisms but for now we will be right back Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash. And best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happens. That's again, podcast.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Everybody And welcome to the second topic of your spiritual best friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. So for the first topic, we talked a lot about defense mechanisms. We went through 12. There is plenty of more, but I could probably spend hours and hours just talking about defense mechanisms. But if you guys, again, would like me to get more in-depth, you can let me know. Um, But now we are going to transition to our second topic of today's podcast. So first, I just wanted to get started with doing our weekly tarot reading first. So what I'm going to do is our weekly tarot reading is going to make a little bit of a change. So instead of me doing just three cards, what I'm going to now do is I'm going to do five cards and I'm going to do two oracle cards. So, the deck that I have, I I recently bought an Oracle deck. I'm so excited I bought it. It's really freaking cool. Shout out to Find Your Harmony for you guys, you know, just getting me motivated to do this more. But, the Oracle deck I got is the Zodiac Moon Reading Card. So, we're going to combine a little bit of astrology and tarot into this reading. So, I'm going to pull two astrology cards, and I'm going to pull five tarot cards so in the deck i use is the modern way tarot and what i'm gonna do is again my question for everybody is what should me and my podcast listeners to my wonderful ancestors expect for the upcoming week so i'm recording this monday january 29th so up into next week What should me and my podcast listeners expect? And my ancestors want to talk already. They got three cards already in store. They got a fourth one already. And I'm not... I'm going to shuffle one more time to get the last one. Oh, there it is. All right, so there's the fifth one. And then now I'm going to shuffle the Oracle cards. And we're going to pick two of them as well. So just bear with me, guys, as I... Shuffle, and then we'll get we'll we'll get started. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the tarot first, and then I'm going to flip the oracle. All right, everybody. All right, and one more shuffle. There's one, and then there's two. All right, here we go. So, what energy should should me and my podcast listeners expect for the upcoming week? All right, here we go. We're gonna go through, and we are going to read all of it. All right. So, the first one we're gonna start with is the oh man, is the nine of swords. So, nine of swords. I know this one. As you guys can see, yep, nine of swords despair hopelessness anxiety the nine of swords is a card that represents self-defeat it indicates feelings of deep unhappiness stress being overwhelmed and burdened you might feel as if there isn't much that you can do to fix your situation this is not the case if you hope to gain deliverance from this you must take a look in the mirror are the problems that you're facing in life truly as bad as they seem The Nine of Swords is here to tell you that you might be carrying a cloak of victimhood. Not to worry, though. No matter what the situation is at home, at work, or regarding your health, there's always ways to overcome your emotions. So, again, we might be feeling very overwhelmed, anxious right away. And also, let me put this in chronological order, so that way it makes a little more sense. My fault. I've learned from... A couple of tarot readers at my crystal shop, got to give a shout out to them. Um, they, They showed me some things involving tarot and chronological order makes a lot of sense for me. So that's the second card in this reading. So we're going to go to the three of pentacles first. So my apologies, guys, I'm still getting used to everything and learning so three of pentacles teamwork focus effort mastery because the pentacles looks like coins that are often illustrated this way we often assume that it's always associated with finances yet the three of pentacles is less about money and more about mastery it represents studying an apprenticeship and it is encouragement that you are on the right track you are competent at what you do and are making progress However, the Three of Pentacles card is also a sign of collaborate with others. It teaches you not to ignore the talents of those that surround you and to greater synergies to accomplish even greater results. After all, teamwork makes the dream work. So I would first say, right, that whatever you guys are going through, we are working through this as a team. So think of the people around you. Are they helping you? Are they being a good impact around you? Right. So we got that one. And then we also have anxiety, overwhelming feelings. Right. It could be overwhelming to reach out, but also we could be feeling that way. Right. So it's important for us to work as a team and, you know, and by us thinking that, right, we got to challenge our overwhelming feeling. Is this problem that serious? Is there facts that's justifying you feeling overwhelmed right now? Right. What's preventing you from asking help from others? Right, so that's something for you guys to think about. Next one, we have the Ten of Wands. And from this image, just to describe it from an audio format, there's this person, he's carrying Ten Wands, right? So it looks looks like they have a lot of responsibility here, right? So the Ten of Wands, what this is signifying is overextending, feeling burden, responsibility. So the Ten of Wands symbolizes what it truly feels like to carry a heavy burden. Whether it's physical, financial, emotional, or spiritual, having too much on your plate can lead to an existence that seems more like a burden than a blessing. Many of us are people pleasers by nature. We think on too many projects and tasks because we feel guilty when saying no or I can't. The Ten of Wands warns against this bad habit. Although helping others is noble. Extending yourself financially, emotionally, or physically in the name of helping can be toxic. If this card has appeared in your reading, take a hard look at where your time and energy are being focused, right? So again, we might be feeling overwhelmed. We might be feeling like we're overextending for people. So the first three cards signify, you know, overwhelming, feeling burdened, but also, you know, working as a team as well. So this could be something where we all feel as a collective, Or what I'm also getting at is that you might be feeling that way in regards to the people around you, right? Or even myself. So the next one we have is the Page of Wands. So the Page of Wands, good news, outgoing, childlike cheerfulness. With enthusiasm and a sense of adventure, the Page of Wands is a welcome sight to most tarot readings. He represents the fun parts of life with a childlike happiness. This is sort of like, you know, this is like our inner child, I would sense, you know? So what this is desiring us to do is to trigger something within you that allows you to see yourself as you really are. He also recommends finding his lead and jumping into things you are passionate about wholeheartedly. He suggests that you show optimism and be the first one to volunteer. The things that we are most excited about are the same ventures that lead us to overall success. So think about what what you're excited about. What motivates you, right? If you want to go out and volunteer, tap into that. You know, be your own initiator, right? If you're doing things that you're happy with doing, it's so so rewarding, right? And and also it it, it strengthens your connection with your own inner spirit, right? When we are connecting and doing things that bring us joy and it's going to look different from everybody for some people they might want to work out more for others you know they might love to read or they might love to help others right so just tapping into those things right without any extent without any like existential reward can be so rewarding and the last card in our reading what we got is the queen of pentacles queen of pentacles nurturing healer down to earth social consciousness the queen of pentacles represents anything but bad luck a representative of of both pragmatic and caring nature she symbolizes that all is gained when one combines ambition with a caring nature and a desire to see everyone succeed. If the queen has appeared in your reading, she is here as a motherly figure to help you maneuver through all the different avenues of life. Are you trying to balance the family, work, children, other responsibilities? Are there some serious decisions that need to be made? If so, the queen of pentacles is a sign that all the resources you need are already present. You need to just find a way to tap into them. So again this reading overall before we get into the oracle readings right the oracle cards we have this sense of teamwork right like we're working together as a team and right when we tap into that it can really help us however though when we we're feeling overextended we're feeling overwhelmed we have so much anxiety right we might even become the victim in our own lives we're like oh like why me why is this always happening to me right but the Page of Wands and Queen of Pentacles is telling us, you know, combine, tapping into things that we enjoy for ourselves, right? So instead of being overwhelmed by all this, right, what is it that fulfills you, right? And the Queen of Pentacles is a very nurturing and caretaking energy, a motherly energy that's here to help guide us. The tools are all right in front of you. It's just thinking about, your own resources and how we can tap into them. So that is the tarot reading so far. Now we're going to get into our lovely Oracle reading, which I am super excited about and bear with me because this is a newer deck. So I'm not as comfortable with it yet compared to the others, but I figured why not start on this lovely podcast. So the first card we got, we got the eclipse in Aries. So eclipse in Aries. Mm -hmm. Boost relationships through teamwork and compromise. You are a spiritual being experiencing life in the physical earthly domain, learning life lessons. Be led by your instincts and above all, love with all your heart. This card can refer to a karmic connection such as a soulmate or someone you feel drawn to and signifies the time is right for a business or personal collaboration. You will feel fulfilled by expressing your true self and finding out more about your purpose in life. You may wish to follow the yellow brick road to complete a project you feel truly motivated by. Express your latent talents and learn new ways to get ahead. However, it's possible that you may feel shy or unable to express yourself assertively. You may feel eclipsed by someone else. It's important at this time to see the other person's viewpoint but also to be assertive. Avoid tempers and controlling behavior. Assert yourself, create some I statements, that's why I'm adding that to this card. Assert yourself lovingly and allow new ventures and relationships to enter your sphere. Relationships are a fast track to learning at this time, so seek to understand yourself and others if you feel way If you feel your way is being blocked by them, show compassion and understanding for those who are unable to understand you. Avoid being reactive. Be proactive instead. Seek a balanced outlook to what your path is in life and what another's path is. Your path may intersect, but need to only continue together if the relationship is healthy and mutually supportive. Okay, so... That is the eclipse in Aries. So that is a very, I would say, collaboration, right? So you're working with people here. However, you know, like we're not... We are being assertive with ourselves. So creating I statements, right? You're communicating and realizing what you want, right? If your relationships is is bringing you on this path to self-discovery and helping you, then great. However, if it's not... You have to be careful, right? And what makes this reading very interesting is you have this eclipse in Aries, right? But then you also have this next card, which is the sun in Libra. And if you guys know some astrology um, references from this podcast, Aries and Libras are opposite signs. So it could be, you know, these two energies might be conflicting, but we'll see, we'll see. I'll I will read Sun and Libra and then we'll we'll go to the full interpretation. But Aries again is just avoiding tempers and controlling behaviors, right? Because what when Aries are not on, right, we're they can be controlling, right? They can be very impulsive and demanding with what they want, right? So assert yourself, but avoid aggressive communication and allow yourself to new ventures and relationships. You know, not just romantically, but think of business and friendships, you know, you're always learning through other people. So just be aware of the people you've met and, you know, think about what they're showing. It connects exactly with this reading, right? A motherly figure, right, tapping into our own potentials, so that's the eclipse in Aries, and now we are going to talk about sun in Libra, so as I switch, here we go, sun in Libra, enjoy life with music, love, and romance, harmony, This is the time to enjoy life, to love, and to indulge in a little luxury, music, dance, and romance. This card can also point out to a particular relationship. The key to success lies is finding and maintaining peace and harmony with the people around you. A new relationship or friendship may be in the air too. Welcome and usher love into your life. Nurture and treat kindly those who enter your life. But be discerning about who merits your deeper affection and who doesn't. So, welcome these new people into your life, but also, though, realize that, okay, like these are my more intimate people and these are the people just entering in my life, right? You don't want to immediately just jump in and be fully intimate right away, right? So, that's what this card is also saying to find that balance between you're already deeper connections with the ones you're also making as well right because we can forget about the people we've already made deeper connections with so don't forget about them you know guys don't forget about them so Look at matters in a a balanced light. When romance is in the air, it's twice as important to seek perspective as romantic love has wings and can overrule your head. Seek advice from trusted and loyal friends and listen to it. Above all, avoid procrastination. Embellish yourself, those you love, and your home. Music, the arts, flowers, fashion, painting, and all varieties of beauty will have appeal. Luxury and money will attract you, but you must seek balance or the pursuit of all things that represent beauty to you may lead you astray. Collaboration and seeking agreement with those close to you will be necessary for the success of a fresh venture or project. However, stones to attain another unrelated goal, honesty and transparency in relationships are required to ensure that balance, peace and harmony prevail. This card can also signify an important decision. Care must be taken to base decisions on facts and to research your circumstances carefully. Once you do, a harmonious outcome is likely. So, wow. So what the two oracle cards are saying is, right away, right, we're having an abundance of opportunities, whether that is involving new relationships with people, we're tapping ourselves into, you know... I would say we have this side of us right that we might have trouble with assertiveness so we want to be assertive more right i know for myself that's something that i'm really working towards is being more assertive with the people around me like hey this is what i want this is what's going on and then you also have this libra card right it's where it's like finding that balance between okay you're allowed to make new connections right and learn things new from people but also maintaining that stronger connection With the people that are have always been in your life right also reaching out to them right the people you trust about advice about certain things so continuing to do that finding that harmony that balance and also tapping into that aries energy where you are asserting yourself and you're taking initiative right on the paths that you're going with right thinking about the people around you so you have the oracle card combined with this tarot reading i would say overall again this concept of our social lives is very important here whether that's our family members whether that is our friends whether that is our romantic relationships our business relationships right professional relationships so this idea of relationships is a big thing for this week i'm sensing that right away we might be feeling overwhelmed like we're overextending like we're being a burden to people right but if you tap into your sense of teamwork right you tap into that balance you're starting to assert yourself then you will start to see the queen of pentacles right the resources that are all at your disposal so wow a very uplifting and positive reading So I will say thank you, ancestors, for a wonderful, wonderful reading. I really appreciate you guys so much. Let me know if you guys enjoy this weekly tarot reading as well. I didn't realize, man, this topic has really, it's been almost 20 minutes for this reading. It's been great. So let me know what you guys think. Feel free to comment below. I'm going to do a little promo of this reading as well, so I'll share the cards. But let me know how you guys feel. So I hope you guys enjoyed episode four of season two of your spiritual best friend. Stay tuned. I know on YouTube, I will be back this Saturday and we're going to get back rolling and all that fun stuff. But I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Stay safe. And this is Josh, your favorite spiritual best friend, signing off. Well, would you look at that? You guys made it to the end of the podcast. If you guys love the podcast overall, please drop a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Your ratings would really help boost the podcast overall. So again, if you guys are loving the podcast, follow me on my socials too at Your Spiritual BFF. You just search that and I'm all over social media. But I hope to hear you guys soon. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed the podcast.